This podcast is produced by EnergeticCity.ca, your only local and independent news in Northeast BC. To support local news and this podcast, go to EnergeticCity.ca slash join to find out more. Now, an in-depth look at the news and information shaping our community. This is Moose Talks with your host, Doug Craig on Moose FM. Welcome to the program. A little later on, we'll be thinking thoughts of spring with Patricia Budgel of the Rotary Club of Fort St. John. She's here to chat a bit about their annual Mother's Day run. Yep, they're already starting to plan and need your help to do so. So we'll talk more about that in just a few minutes. But first, the 100 Women Who Care event is returning in March for the first time since 2019. It's a wonderful event that was happening two times a year, really before then. So to talk all about this return and and what we can expect from it, we're joined now by event organizer Karen Carlson. Karen, welcome to Moose Talks. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. You must be so excited that uh, this event is coming back after basically a three-year hiatus, eh? Oh, I can't tell you how excited we are. And the women in the community also super excited. The comments on Facebook have just been amazing and so positive. Mm-hmm. Well, for people who don't know what this event is, why don't you tell us a bit about you know, how it started and, and sort of what the, the, the onus behind it is. Sure. So 100 Women Who Care, um, are there are chapters all over the world, actually. And I was actually attending a Spark conference about five years ago, maybe, mm-hmm. and sitting next to Tara Wadi. And we, uh, I showed her this um, this fundraising event and uh, from there I would just say it exploded we thought this would be super great to bring to the community of Fort St. John to help support all the nonprofit organizations which do so much great work and from there we brought on some amazing women to help us with that project and uh, since then we've really never looked back and as of the last event that we hosted, we've raised over $66,000 for nonprofit organizations in Fort St. John. Yeah, because I, I guess the, the idea behind it is essentially 100 women sh- come to the event. They each bring $100, uh, which is 10000 altogether, which you will then choose to donate to a nonprofit locally. Right now, there's been oftentimes way more women than that who showed up with a lot more money than that as well. Um, can you yep. tell us a bit about the history of this? Like sort of maybe who's benefited from this previously? Sure. Um, there have been a number of organizations in Fort St. John who have benefited. Um, the first one was the ride for disabled. Mm-hmm. And I just, I have to tell you about this particular event. So we had our three organizations who presented to all the women who were in attendance that night. Ride for Disabled was the last organization to do their presentation, and they actually brought a horse into the Lido Theater. <laughs> so it's not hard to understand why, why they actually won the event that night. And mm-hmm. uh, they took home over $10,000 to help run their program. Um, other organizations that have um, benefited have been New Day, um, the seniors uh, group has won mm-hmm. and the firefighters charity. So there have been a number of organizations, all of whom do amazing work for our community. That's right. And uh, just kind of since the start and even since 2019 now, since there hasn't been an iteration of this for that long, 
I guess there's probably been uh, a lot of changes in kind of the original group who kind of put this together, eh? Because people move on and then whatnot. Yeah. Yeah, we've had a few of our um, core group, some who have moved away, some who uh, continue to support us, but in other ways in, instead of just on the organizing committee. And it has also allowed us to bring new people on. So we have some young people who have joined us, Bailey Olenberger and uh, Edith Lowen has joined our group and it's just worked out super, super great. So that brings me to the question of why, or, or rather, how this was would have been so difficult to kind of pull off during COVID. Because it is kind of unfortunate that it's been that kind of amount of time since you were able to do this. Was it kind of a mixture of making it hard to get together to have the event, and also people just had less money to donate in the past two years because we we're all kind of busy surviving? Yeah, I, I think you hit the nail on the head there, Dub. Uh, it, it's been both of those things. It was challenging. I would say our event, and they run differently all over the world, but our event, I think women really value the camaraderie of coming together and mm -hmm. seeing their friends, sharing a glass of wine and some conversation before the evening starts. Um, and, uh, you know, as, as much as everyone moved to the Zoom platform, it really isn't the same. So we struggled with that decision um, and made the decision we weren't going to run it. Mm -hmm. um, but now looking forward, boy, people are just so excited, I think, again, t to be back and in person and, and having that camaraderie again. That in mind, what's the response been from the nonprofit community here in Fort St. John who see this as another... Um, uh, kind of occasion for them to try and earn some, uh, you know, get another a large donation. And again, given that the dollar is not stretching nearly as far as it did even a year ago now. Mm -hmm. And and the, many of those organizations, COVID almost decimated them. Yeah. So it's even more important now. But I, I think, um, you know, some of our bigger nonprofit organizations in our community are very successful in obtaining grants to help their operations and their projects. But then those smaller groups may not be eligible um, or don't have staff who can write grants. So mm -hmm. thinking about the Ride for Disabled, for example, for them to have an infusement of over $10,000 into their organization is an amazing benefit. And it's like winning the lottery for a small organization. And so I think, you know, with COVID and these small organizations, the importance of this, this money is going to really help some organization in our community continue to be able to offer the services which are desperately needed. So how do you decide then? Because you essentially the night uh, you'll get three nonprofits that present, you choose one of them to donate the, the proceeds of the money to. How do you decide on the three? What kind of goes into that process and, and sort of deciding these are the three we'd love to see and hear more from on the night and kind of present to the people who come to the event that night? So the way that we have been working it is uh, anyone who attends on March 7th this year, we will ask them for their suggestions on who would they like to see in September make that presentation. So the people participating put forward their suggestions. Once we have all those suggestions, we basically draw three names out of a hat. We do have like some very low barrier type rules. So for example, if someone has won in the past, we ask them to sit out at least one 
time just yeah. to spread the money around. Um, but other than that, the rules are very, very low barrier. And then when we identify those three organizations, we'll meet with them. And once they're committed to the process, they prepare and do a presentation to the women who are in attendance that night. And the women each decide with everyone gets one vote and they decide on who in the uh, who of those three groups they want their hundred dollars to go towards. Mm -hmm. And basically at the end of the night, the most wins votes. But, you know, I was kind of going through some of the comments on our social media platform the other day, and there was a comment in there from someone who loved the idea, but she thought maybe we should share the money amongst the three people because, you know, it's a lot of work to bring these presentations forward. Um, but for sure, all the presentations that have been made, there have been organizations who've talked about the benefits, even though they haven't won the money. Of course, the money would be, you know, the icing on the cake, but they talk about how it has raised their level of profile in the community, mm -hmm. how they've received volunteers to come help their organizations, even though they haven't won. And our first presentation uh, or the first event that we ran, there was an organization that identified a need. They needed a washer and dryer for their services. They didn't win the money, um, but the local BCGEU stepped up and went out and bought them a washer and dryer, even though they didn't win the money. So there are um, a lot of ways that these organizations do, do benefit, even if they don't win the money. Wonderful. And then finally, the kind of the voting side of it again, is there, do you identify criteria for the voters to kind of, you know, decide on, or is it a hundred percent up to them why they they choose the one they do and 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 there's no yeah. real criteria to find no we provide some coaching for the organizations that are who are making their presentation to help them make the best sort of pitch that they can to the audience but the mm -hmm. end at the end of the day my 100 dollars buys me one vote and that one vote is equal to the person sitting next to me Okay. Well, let's talk about the event coming up then. I believe it's early March uh, 7th. I didn't write it down here. Uh, March 7th. That's right. Perfect. Tell us then uh, how how we can get involved and sort of at what level uh, you can get involved in this uh, th this event. Sure. So uh, the event is held at the Lido Theater on March 7th and the doors open at 6 p.m. We always start promptly at 7 p.m. and we wrap up by 8 p.m. Mm -hmm. You can register already and we do have some wonderful sponsors who are um, sponsoring a prize, not a prize, but an appreciation gift to everyone who registers by March 3rd. And in order to register, you need to pay your $100 and you can do that through an um, email money transfer. Mm -hmm. And the address for that is 100wwcfsj at gmail.com. So that's 100wwcfsj at gmail.com. And the password is 100wwc. And you can find all this information out on our uh, Facebook page, 100 women who care um, and all the details are there all right karen well it's wonderful to see this event coming back i can't wait to see who ends up uh getting that nice ten thousand dollar perhaps even plus uh cash injection on the night of the event thanks for making some time with us uh to talk about this today karen dub thanks so much to moose for highlighting us we really appreciate it have yeah. a great weekend you too you take care 
All right, that's uh, Karen Carlson, one of the organizers and, I should say, founders of 100 Women Who Care, Fort St. John. We'll be right back to talk all about the Rotary Mother's Day run right after this on Moose Talks. Welcome back to the show. I'm Dub Craig. Now we're here to talk about the Rotary Mother's Day run, which is uh, coming up in several months, but they wanted to get on top of it this year. And we're so happy to have Patricia here from uh, the Rotary Club of Fort St. John to talk all about it. Patricia, welcome to Moose Talks. Hey, nice to see you. Thanks so much for being here today. So uh, why don't we start with the Rotary Club kind of in general? Tell us a bit about uh, the Rotary Club. Uh, what do you guys do there? Well, I just joined the Rotary Club actually a few years ago, and uh, it was pretty, I didn't know much about it, but it was pretty evident immediately that there are huge uh, contributors to the community, Mm -hmm. and they do a lot of work to uh, make sure that everybody around here is got great things to enjoy and great things to do yeah because i know like the uh, drive through breakfast is one of the big events uh of course the rotary skate park uh there's lots of cool things you can see evidence of rotary kind of all around town um but i know this always trips me up there's actually two rotary clubs that operate pretty separately from one another isn't that right yeah that's right um there's a morning club Um, And they do things like uh, their most recent event was Evening Under the Stars. Mm -hmm. They do the bottle drives. Um, They have a lot to do with the rink, uh, the skating rink over by uh, Finch. And uh, just other things that they kind of contribute to. Mm -hmm. And then our afternoon club kind of does more things with the uh, bag breakfast. Um, We have a lot to do with the Rotary RV Park. Mm -hmm. Um, And just different events that help out the community all around. So... um, Something they will be getting in on is the Rib Fest this year. That's oh, something yeah. that the clubs combined will do. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the bigger projects that you do see in town usually involve both clubs as a whole. So I we see. work together and separately to help out um, all areas of the community. Mm-hmm. And it's really simple. It's it's The club's named after the time of day you'll meet. It really <laughs> is, yeah. Right? Yeah, if you're an early riser, the Sunrise Club is what you'd be looking for. Um and they have their meetings at 7 a.m. Wednesday mornings and wow. serve breakfast. Yeah. Uh, our club, the afternoon club, we're at 12 p.m. at the Northern Grand as well. Um, and we serve lunch. So mm-hmm. it depends on where you're at in your day um, yeah. when you can join for the meetings. And then, yeah, you can get involved in, in projects that way. Absolutely. Now, you are here again to talk about the Mother's Day run, which you might think, well, it's February. We're already kind of thinking way ahead to that. Tell us why. Tell us why this is such an important uh, event for the community that you want to get really on top of it this year. Well, first, I have to say that with all the snow on the ground, um, it just reminds us of last year and Mm -hmm. how great that was. (laughs) That's right. So just while it's in everybody's thoughts and there's a foot of snow still left, um, we're hoping this year it'll be sunny. Um, sunny and warm weather and we just wanted to get out and let you guys know that we're going to be amping it up again mm-hmm. uh, to get it back to what it used to be we know covid kind of kept kind of made us kind of keep things pretty low and yeah. low and slow and um we're going to bring back a few things like the pancake breakfast this year mm-hmm. we'll have a more congregated event um with some kids events at the being held at the park as well and uh yeah just let everybody know that we're uh we're ready to go snow or shine no matter what happens <laughs> uh, does that mean then you can already start registering or are we quite there yet uh the registration should be coming up within the next week or so okay um stride and glide hopefully we'll be hosting that again mm-hmm. um 
and we'll be doing the 10K, 5K, 2.5K, and then you can just show up for the Kids Dash or uh, or the event at Sereris, So I see. Okay. Yeah. And is this this fundraiser, is it going to go towards something specific? Do you have something in mind, or is it kind of a general fundraiser that you'll then use to dole out later to something? Well, actually, since 2012, uh, the Mother's Day run itself has raised over $100,000 for the Women's Resource Society. Awesome. Yeah, so we would like to keep and continue with that. Uh, I know they have a lot of big things coming up this year that they'll need support for. So we really want to make sure that uh, we're supporting them and the mothers in the community for the Mother's Day run. Absolutely. All right. Well, I guess the best way to kind of keep up with uh, when the uh, registration opens, which you say should be in the next week or so, follow you guys on uh, Facebook, I guess. And the event, I think, is already up too, eh? It is, yes. Um, You can visit our event page. It's FSJ Rotary Mother's Day Run and Walk. Um, So that's on Facebook. We have started posting already, and we're asking for some feedback from the community on what they like to see, um, what they didn't like to see, the snow, obviously. Um, Anybody who can make a great meme uh, (laughs) regarding the snow, get that posted on there, and we'll reach out and and connect with you. That would be great. Um, And you can also check it out on our webpage, fsjrotary.org. That'll have some updates uh, and information as well. So that would be the best place to uh, keep up to date. Yeah. All right. Again, follow them on Facebook or check out fsjrotary.org. Uh, Patricia, thanks so much for being here. Anything else thanks you want to say before us. we uh, wrap it up here? No, just thanks for having us. Um, hope everybody can come out again and run this year. Pray for no snow. <laughs> Always pray for no snow. Thanks for being here, Patricia. Thanks, Doug. You're very welcome. That's Patricia Budgel with the Rotary Club of Fort St. John. Thank you to our guests, Karen Carlson and Patricia Budgel, for joining us today. Make sure you check out a new show on Moose FM called Energetic City Presents. All your favorite Energetic City podcasts broadcast right here on the radio. You can listen to episodes of Before the Peace, Voices of the Peace, and Secrets of the North every Sunday at 5 p.m. right here on Moose FM. If you don't want to wait for that show, though, you can also always hear episodes of our podcast anytime at energeticcity.ca slash podcast. That includes old episodes of this show. Well, that's our show for today. Jordan Prentice and Trey Lopashinsky are the producers of Moose Talks. I'm Dub Craig. Uh, Craig, <laughs> be well. Have a great long weekend. Thanks for listening to this EnergeticCity.ca podcast. EnergeticCity.ca is your only local and independent news in Northeast BC. To help keep us independent and to support this podcast, go to EnergeticCity.ca slash join.